Welcome to Thug Crowd Radio. Please listen to this important disclaimer in its entirety. All participants of this Thug Crowd Radio episode are characters. None of the stories told during these episodes are based on facts, truth, or reality. All works of fiction displayed during this episode that resemble real-life situations are coincidental and are not meant to serve as guides or tutorials to commit any crimes in any country. Please consult an attorney for local laws and regulations. And as always, trust your inner criminal. I love that. Uh, just uh, missing the button. I'm supposed to press entirely and just deafening everybody. So, hey, right. what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Thug Crowd, episode 36. Mm. Going quite a while, eh? How many have what? you missed? You? I said, been going quite a while. How many have you missed? I was. I was here last week. I only. I only missed that one. I was taking a taking a break. But I ended up doing a bunch of other stuff that I normally just would do. Like hey, my twenty six. <laughs> yeah. Oh, move Yo. So, um, so yeah. Um, how's everybody's weekend? Anyone do anything cool this past week or any projects, bugs, weird things? I went to the smelly city of Philly, and I'll never go back. <laughs> you get a cheesesteak. <laughs> Bro, okay, a coworker asked me if I got a cheesesteak, and I said no, and he said, oh my fucking god, you're the greatest disappointment. I said, man, I'm not about the peppers, though. Sorry. You should uh, You just asked for light saute, dude. You gotta go, you gotta get one of those. KiwiCon, though. There was KiwiCon this yeah, week. Yeah, how was that? KiwiCon was amazing. Cannot recommend it enough. It was a really good time. A lot of really good people there. Um... Really cool atmosphere, and uh, dude, New Zealand in general is just a really kick-ass place to uh, to visit in general. So, add some a uh, sprinkling of hacking on top of it. It's awesome. Sounds like that's fun. sick. Yeah, some pictures um, from there. There's a lot of like uh, lasers and stuff and fire. Kiwi yeah. Um, had like that on KiwiCon 9, they had like this poster that was like uh, Ash from Evil Dead with a keyboard. And it's like hackers don't give a shit about like just a big list of things that is amazing. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely show it to your company when you're <laughs> trying to explain why a bug is bad. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that sounds good. That. It's very true, though, which is ties into what we're going to be talking about today. Which I should uh, bring that up. Um, so today we are going to be going over some tabletop scenarios. That been in a company that does stuff like this. Tabletop scenarios are basically situations that you go through. You say how, what you would do. So breaking up a bit. I feel like yeah. The, okay, it's not just me. Oh, You're breaking up a little bit, second. buddy. I'll be right back. All right.
Anyway, so we're role playing. I think they're yeah, real world time. I don't know. We're all gonna pitch uh, ankles. Nope, that's that's we're gonna talk about like the size of the company because I feel like the response is different based on the size. I feel like size, it's about how you use it. It, it, yeah, it all it all kind of depends because this this whole the situations themselves. I mean, they, the ones that I've I've picked, um, which I picked a bunch, and I have something that's gonna put them up randomly. Um, but the ones that I picked are kind of more general, and they don't necessarily. It doesn't matter like whether or not something is a huge company or a small company. A lot of these are very applicable to lots of situations. And oh, yeah. um, they also are things that have that, that aren't just like, oh, you forgot your password. It's like most all of these things are pretty much attacker and defender oriented. So right, right. Uh, to be able to spend, I have a timer that we'll have set up um, for 10 minutes for us to discuss both the, uh, I guess, the red and the blue team response to this um, and how you would, you know, how you would defend against something and how you would leverage this to uh, go further and collect your Bitcoins. Sweet. Hey, did you... Um... So two things. Do we have a uh, a tweet out from Thug Crowd for the show? And also, oh, yeah. did we all lose our asses uh, to Bitcoin today? Boy, oh boy. <laughs> well, well you know, that's in it, sure. But those who are living in the past with uh, steam engines and gasoline. <laughs> Sell you pussies. We bought cheaper. Dude, it's at forty four hundred. It's Black Friday. Crypto. Oh, yeah. Seventy five percent off. Oh my god. That's funny. The best of memes. Oh, like face not here. Who? Faith is he like? All, like I was wondering. Money? Yeah, I didn't. He said he was going to join. I didn't see him though. I'm sure he'll be around there. Sweet, sweet. You um, you got uh some good uh some good exercises picked out though. Yeah, I picked the the ones that are the most scary. Um, I posted one <laughs> as a preview in the in the general chat, which I'm not going to use because it's already out there. I want to I want to make it as surprising as possible. Um, even though these are public, but just go through them, you know, in that way. But the one that yeah. I picked in there said, "Oh yeah, an example is this one." And then someone said, oh, yeah, I had a panic attack looking at that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Excellent. So are we, uh, are we um, breaking it up into a panel? How, how is it going to work tonight? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess we can, when we get to this point, we can just identify as which, you can even change our nicknames if we want to, as a bad guy or girl or... Um, Person. whatever you want to do um but just try to uh do i mean it's kind of be a more open-ended i mean i don't expect it to be anything formal it'll just be kind of like us doing what we normally do we're just talking about stuff and being conscious of other people who might be a little bit softer spoken and you might not hear them when you're yelling about how you would uh leverage some faulty uh s3 bucket stuff but um yeah i'm um, not expert at that now i uh, just learned everything about yeah. this last week uh, <laughs> so just make sure everyone changed your name yeah, can we go by like types of potato? I got Yukon Gold, Laura, Russet, um, Dibs and Red, King Edward. 
Wait, so, did you uh, just list off a bunch of potatoes? What yeah, dude. I, I looked up <laughs> potato types. It's fine. <laughs> That'll be our, our our APT name is like Dirty Potatoes. Or... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many potatoes. potatoes. We're putting we vegetables in my <laughs> Actually, I guess starch, but whatever. It's like, <laughs> to classify this one, right? We need some yams. The detector oh, is like iodine. <laughs> <laughs> iodine that's, potato? I like it. That's fucking brilliant. Uh, Should be it. a good time, huh? Yeah, this is going to be good. All right. Ready for news? What's up? Yeah, we have a lot of news Let's today. Get that so news guys, going. I posted this into the channel, but um, I'll do it again. And it should be in Discord already in the show notes section, um, in the show notes channel under podcast. Um, sure. Yeah, let's get into this uh, new section here. So the first one, um, interesting, this leaky database of SMS messages exposed password resets and two-factor auth codes. I love uh, how you laugh because so, yeah. leaky is such a great term. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said uh, drink from the hose, you know? Yeah. Now we can uh... fucking tell our kids when we, when we say what we used to, to do. I like how this is not a... A real database. This is a key value store. That's a good sign. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, so this is a uh, a gateway for uh, converting text messages that are, you know, from different services. And for some reason, they just stored everything in a nice uh, searchable interface that people could use in their uh, nice little elk stack for all these uh, real time data of mess of text messages going back and forth. Um, but yeah, this is. Pretty, is this not um, is this not the like uh, time sensitive? The you know you got sixty seconds to enter the. Well, I suppose with SMS you have a, you have that uh, period that you have to wait until you get like it depends because like read receipts through Twi uh, like Twilio and Nexmo and those other SMS providers are like significantly more expensive, so you can either like wait for a read receipt before you start the timer on to expire a. Uh, an OTP, or you can just like assume that it's sent, wait 30 seconds, like add 30 seconds on the end of however long you want it to live, which might be like five minutes or something, because like multi country like delivery through different services takes different amounts of time. So, like, maybe they just don't expire. This is like you just create one on the fly, you're like, oh, yep, just look up database right now. I'm cool. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get to see this database, but it just looks like it's like a typical, you know, uh, Kibana dashboard where you can search through everything that you want to. Um, you can search probably by, you know, by phone number or by, uh, you know, all sorts of different things. Did it's somebody pretty, um, did somebody rehost it or mirror it? Is it no, no, no. Oh. Uh, it doesn't look like it. The thing is, this is this amount of data that's coming out of here. You'd have to like repackage it completely to to put it yeah. make it usable again because it's it's you know in this dashboard. You can get like you know JSON outputs for it, but it would have been awesome if somebody yeah. had just like WikiLeaks it or the same format as WikiLeaks. I hate using WikiLeaks yeah. as a. Uh, uh, comparison but you know what i mean like just putting an archive out there that would have been awesome yeah. just um on that dan sorry like total hijack but uh i found out through the, the like the the mainstream news 
that apparently Pamela Anderson is banging uh, Julian Assange, which I hadn't seen in InfoSec. And her comment was something like, he, he trusts me with everything. I was like, okay. <laughs> right. yeah. wow. That's a good rumor. I don't even it think it's weird. a rumor though. That's the fucked up thing. Like it this world is so fucking crazy. But yeah, I think that's actually like a legit thing, right? Like she right. definitely his girlfriend. But yeah. she made a sex tape that got leaked, right? So like can <laughs> I guess she's already into the leaking scenario. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get too hard into leak fetishes, we should get into the next leak here. <laughs> which is, uh, uh, come on, don't do that. What? <laughs> Negative I mean, fetish, that's weird. What? I mean, it's like a uh, Findom or something. Um, so yeah, the next thing here is a plug in the EA Origin client uh, exposes gamers' data. So basically, yeah, just this one here is similar to the, the next one, which is actually really funny, um, the, where there are non- um non-expiring it seems or, or very long expiring and not limited uh user tokens for um doing an auto login url for the ea uh game client um so yeah it's just interesting uh definitely if you're doing implementing anything like this make sure that your tokens um when you're doing those kind of authentication you're checking against where the so request was made from <laughs> I mean, one of yeah, the things no that I found, I had a conversation with developers with recently, um, actual like timed one-time passwords, um, like so the TOTP, HOTP, the, those kind of things that are available because a lot of the documentation that people had read was specifically around vendors like Authy, where they're like, oh no, there's like a callback URL and there's this extra protocol got to open this port on your stuff. And then there's like this other end of the scale where obviously this token is set once and then it's like stored probably in a SQLite thing and then forever used. Like it's not, if you're a developer, it's not that hard to go read the spec for TOTP, find a library that isn't terrible and implement it. And then you could have like, you know, TOTP built, but you still have a secret somewhere, but you know, you can expire, you can copy it back, you can have like, if they don't log in within six months or, you know, six minutes, whatever you want. There's plenty of ways to do this that is not horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Just these, these are going over plain text too, because they're claiming that someone could grab it on Wi-Fi. Yep. Yeah. So it's just like a token that you can just take from the URL if you were able to see someone's history or see requests in any way. Um, yeah. Wait, the EA one point. or the next one? The EA one. The EA one. The next one is, the next one is even worse. I know. That one's that one's the uh, the appetizer. That one's the the breadsticks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the endless breadsticks of um, those kind of things here. So yeah, this one here is really interesting. Instagram accidentally reveals plain text passwords in URLs. And so now they have the download your data tool on Instagram, which allows you to download all of your pictures and DMs and everything, which is useful because you can't really, it's, it's difficult to interact with, with it on, on a phone or on um, the web client because it's just it's weird segregation of actual things you can do. Um, so it's cool that you can download everything there and just have it all archived. But apparently the people who were doing this um, and downloaded their data their passwords were just plain text in 
the URL of the downloader data like link, um, which I don't understand how that even becomes a feature. Like, right. I feel like it, right? it's like yeah. Instagram. Like, why would you not have a hash only, table? Like, can you imagine? Probably, uh, like, let's, think about that. Like so think about where it came from, right? As a feature. We're, we're going to be doing tabletops, right? And so, so just let's imagine for a few seconds here. Okay, we're in a room, we're in a meeting room, and we're we're going over this new feature we're going to release to our users. And yes, okay, now let's make sure that the password is in the URL and it's it's plain text, and we'll move on to the next thing. How the fuck <laughs> do you not <laughs> go? Yeah. Hey, hold on a second, guys. That thing would say, put the password in the URL. Yeah, like, the best That's thing to look right. at would be like P at sign cash cash <laughs> W the number of R letter D. <laughs> I think I think they were instructed to do that because I've I've designed on many websites over 10 years and I've never done that. Like you always store a table with the hashes. So to have a specific yeah. table with plain text passwords. That's like a design that someone told them to implement. I, I agree. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like an easy pass, right? They could be yeah. taking the password and hashing it and comparing it later. But at some point, okay, you got a bunch of devs in a meeting room and they're all a bunch of newbies and you're putting them on this like downloaded data no, project, not, right? They're not newbies. They're devs. No, just, just, just so, indulge me. <laughs> Say they're newbies. Yeah. At that point, they're Instagram. <laughs> at that point, they could have done you know, a data migration even when they were like a quarter of the size and improved that. That's like, yeah. unacce that's unacceptable. At what point like, did it get through the pipeline where security never looked at the code as well as getting it? Like, yeah. you got a bunch of guys in the, in the in that fuck up and security doesn't look at the code before it goes live? Like, what, side, what life cycle yep. do you... That's, that's, that's what that's I was going to say, man. Yeah, I was going to say. And that's when they realized that they fucked up. Well, yeah, so I... I don't think they fucked up. I think it was almost like they were instructed to do so. Like that. No, that's, that's what I'm saying, Zodiac. It's like this well, yeah. came from another pipeline. This wasn't yeah, something yeah, yeah. that was implemented I, I mean, for the sole yeah. purpose. I, just, I just mean, it wasn't like a bad developer, like just being negligent. That was like yeah. something shady. The team of people who were acting negligent intentionally or just, I don't even know what could have happened because honestly, they have this, the actual, they, they're built, they're, they're, Instagram is owned by Facebook, right? And they have yeah. all of the infrastructure they would need to implement proper token token auth passing, like for their session. Yeah. You just make you just you know use the exact same OAuth token that you're already using to access the button to say download your data. So, to, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense as to it, why this would have happened. Well, it was a Absolutely rushed out insane. feature for GDPR. Yeah, probably. Um, is what like my guess is. Yeah, that's actually not a bad. Uh... Not a bad thought. It really comes down to this. Um, clearly, we have poisoned our water in the United States, and we're all fucked. But uh, more so, th the biggest takeaway is this kind of stuff just happens. Like it, it you wouldn't think it would happen as much, but it does. It happens yeah. all the time in the biggest, most secure corporations in America. It's amazing. No, it is too. And then you look at layers and you look at automated testing or frameworks and you wonder how the fuck someone didn't catch this kind of crap. It's because it wasn't written around a variable or, you know, reverse any kind of thing beforehand. So I, I, I used to like to jump on people and be like, yo, yeah, they, what a 
idiot like blah 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 but no i mean this stuff happens uh and and you just got to be prepared for it and you got to be able to minimize damage and move on because uh epic fuck-ups like this are non-stop and that's really what keeps us in jobs yeah yeah 100 i mean that's the good thing i guess keep I us in jobs, employed. bad devs <laughs> Yo, what up? <laughs> Yo, what up? So... <laughs> um, yeah. so, the next story is equally uh, just like what? Um, so, the Japanese cybersecurity minister admits that he's never used a computer. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like most people who make laws about computers in America, <laughs> though, too. So, like. <laughs> Here's so point. that's the same story in Canada. <laughs> doesn't, uh, so doesn't Nintendo like doesn't? Wow, that's like, racist. No, no seriously, that's, that, Miyamoto like doesn't he like choose developers who don't play video games? So they yeah. make shit. No, I mean I'm not is... saying that that's to this level. This is, this is obviously retarded levels, but yeah. So the, the the thing that I that we were talking about when this was originally posted in. Um, <laughs> That was that there there's like a it's like a, i guess like a, you know what you're saying dmz where there's it's better to might might not be better to have somebody who is more about like a leadership or like a legislative role rather than strictly like somebody who's technical because you have to have somebody if they're going to be in a thing like this when they're passing laws to be able to understand the wording of those really dense dense laws but the fact that he's has not touched a computer or used one and doesn't know what USB is, is just like, I, I don't know. I just feel like you have yeah. to have some, some, some level of background knowledge about it. I, I would, if, if I saw, I literally would probably like start laughing if, if this has happened to me. Well, if like you if see I, this, like, you hope it's the type of person that's read through legal documentation paperwork and been able to like recognize terms, but that's not even the case here. I mean, the person should have some knowledge about what is a server at least, or yeah, you can attack a website. There's a different way to prove it on paper versus in a discussion as well. Look, yeah. look, look. All of you people saying that my calculator knowledge isn't enough, you're being very discriminatory. <laughs> discriminatory. How in yeah. the fuck? Can you spell that, please, sir? I'll take hard words for 500. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess, it's insane. I, it's an insane yeah. story. Yeah. I, I guess it, it shows a little bit that it, it, these positions truly don't matter in the grand scheme of things. But holy God, <laughs> I, like, I, I still can't get over it. It's a really Just good fake it, fake it till you make it. <laughs> fake it till you make it. Yeah. Donald Trump, the best meme since forever. Continue. So the next, uh, the next um, amazing story here in the uh, lol.what uh, section um, is the pair who tried to fly drugs and, and phones into prison with a drone are now sentenced to prison themselves. Um, so this happened in... They just suck at crimes. This is just, it's like, it's like, wow. Like, I, uh, if you don't think that, that a prison would have security... Um, <laughs> flying a drone in. like it's just I don't I don't understand like you, you they're there to monitor everything you know yeah. like, my my question is is how do they truly get caught right like so yeah yeah if you have a decent you you pay a decent amount of money for a drone 
let's say, uh, let's say, a, let's say a two thousand dollar drone. You should be able to fly that from across the street through the woods, you know, and then oh, over well. trees and things like that, and then drop your package. What, like, did so, they literally set up in the parking lot? Agreed. So they actually, so in the story, it actually says that they caught him actually walking away with the drone in hand. So they kind of put two and two together. Oh, so well, yeah. they oh. could have got, they would have gotten away with then if they weren't just if they had taken a few more precautions that's amazing well i mean the thing about it is right it's like the drone has to go back somewhere yeah they probably wait the one time like thing these people probably have been doing this multiple times um i don't know like obviously like would they how long would they away with it for if they're doing that like longer but the other thing is like um like it's just kind of lazy right like there's a there's a, a tried and true tested method of getting things into jail uh into prisons and, I, uh, I was gonna mention we we should get glitch tech here because he's making those uh grenade launcher like yeah. drones they're basically prison concealable if you think about it that's a good the hillbillies with shotguns trying to shoot them down the i mean thing? i'm just talking about the shape I yeah. think the idea no, with those, no, let's uh, not go there. Grenade, like the grenade launcher drones, I think, because they were used, like the flare gun type ones were used to like do like uh, recon with Wi-Fi and stuff as they flew over. And they, I think they weren't all that successful. But if you don't yeah. care about recovering it, that's pretty good. Like if you can, if you can fire it into the yard and hopefully not hit someone. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm with him on this one. They should have really actually just said those drones were pretty much like done after that. And sterilize yourself with them, not even yeah. with them. Yeah, definitely. Sterilize yourself with them. So when you went to the when you went to the t-shirt launcher I, or the grenade launcher, I was just thinking a t-shirt launcher. When you described the, you uh, disguised the capsule as a rock, so you shoot it in at night. Hopefully, it lands with enough of an ump. That it kind of buries and looks like a rock, and then your your homeboy can roll up, and there you go. It's a rock. Not that yeah. I thought about. Is it a smooth rock? Is this something they can stick up their ass? And get well, you know, to get it <laughs> back in the yard. That no, yeah. yeah. Just tap a rock entirely back up and start snorting later. I mean, come on, I'm trying, to keep <laughs> trying to be a step ahead. We're, we're basically awesome. all agreeing to launch grenades into a prison, so you know there might be issues there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the I alternative mean, method. All I see is a tax cut, personally. <laughs> the only real time that I mean, not real. The only time that we've seen uh, a prison hack was, has, or has been the movies. Like, they remember that Russian guy from, from a few months, like maybe a month or two ago, and he tried to like hack his friend out of jail, and then they just both got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think he was using, bro? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Sub seven, like, but. It just it just seems like uh, seven. trying to break people out of prison is not a good idea, um, and quite risky. Or trying to get things in and out of a I prison. Where I, I think it's been done before, like in Russia, someone had a helicopter and they got someone out of the courtyard. Nah, it was the guy in France. France. It was a couple yeah. times now. He it was like the third time, right? So, total He's not like flying like drones and drugs. He's escaping prisons yeah, and blowing up walls with dynamite. <laughs> I, I, my hero. He's great. I suspect that the uh, assumptions we're making right now about security around prisons is probably a bit uh, excessive. I mean, I, I know somebody who flew a helicopter over the top of the prison and uh, not a whole lot happened. They eventually found him, yeah. but nothing happened. 
I just like, it's just no. like something to do with the law. It's, no. like, it's like why don't we hack the cops? I don't know because they can do something about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also the situations like once again, we're not talking about the brightest uh, criminals. Like clearly, they got caught. Clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. In America, I guess I don't know about Australian Australian prisons really, but uh, in American prisons, I guess there's. I mean, shit. There's people around like LAX walking around with with rifles and stuff. So if you saw a drone <laughs> flying over a prison and you're a guard, wouldn't you just like shoot it down and be like, "Lol, like free clay target." Well, no, I mean, really, I would think you if think I was. Go ahead. If you think about it, a lot of prisons in America are like right next to people's communities. You don't necessarily want to start lobbing rounds yeah. into your neighbor's room. Yep. I, I would say, you know, perhaps if I were if if I were to own my own prison, that I would use drones actually, in within mother prison to to you know not just put you know vehicles to patrol the halls, but you know there you go. That's you have drones. Pat- you, you have drones patrolling for other drones. You have little miniature radar systems that are picking well, up those oh, those yeah. idiot drug dealer drones. Man. Rumor nerds, man, they love RC cars too. Yeah, he was actually trying yeah. to solve these problems for the longest time. And his company that he was contracting through before, they were trying to solve pretty much like non jamming methods to actually take down drones by using like the authentication on protocol. Yep, but uh, imagine middle of the night, 500 feet above the prison, drone, nobody's gonna see it. It drops a payload into the yard, nobody's right. gonna see it. We've had um, we've had people on this podcast that uh, that make products specifically for perimeter drone shielding. Um, yep, and that's that's the future. Um, I, I think like airports and stuff in the future will have no drone zone. Yeah, consumer drones just won't work, and modified hack stuff. If you try it, it's, that'll be an even more serious crime because they've spent all this right. money on the. The drone perimeter. I'm ready for so, City 17. Let's do it, boys. Let's get it. But I, th- I think um, you guys that, that the drone? point of intent. Like, if you modify a drone to go past, like, a geo-boundary or something, then you have clear intent of, of breaking that. Yep. So that's, that's People who fly drones near airports to try and buzz planes and stuff, that's that's not an accident. Yeah, you know? It's Don't already a huge pain in the ass to fly a drone near an airport with the fucking DJ, DJI app. It's good. Pain in the ass. Should be. <laughs> good. Sam, like it takes. How do you like know? Is this a POC minutes. you've got going now, Pike? Yeah, Wait, you're really excited. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Uh, Rigby. <laughs> All right, we should get to the next story. Okay, before we get to uh, the, the Homeland Security Twitch, Twitch account appears in our chat. I was trying to say open up the being really slow, and I wasn't sure why. So. It kind of trailed off there. Um, so yeah, the next one here is weird. I'm trying to understand because I didn't. I forgot that the Julian Assange got arrested, but apparently, like, there's somebody had accidentally put something in a document saying that, um, like, revealing that he was getting arrested and that they were trying to. It was basically like this, like a whole like scheme to to bring down a bunch of people, but it was revealed in another document that like shouldn't have been. Um, and someone just pasted saying like, "Oh yeah, um, these records will need to remain sealed until Assange is arrested." But that's the record that should have been sealed. Um, uh-huh. And it's just funny that it says, um, you know, it, they made 
this attorney uh, jerk, uh, yeah, urged the judge. I must have judged to urge. Um, urged the judge to keep the indictment. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm innocent. Way to ruin whatever Jer- you were saying by turning everyone on in the, the chat. Jerker judge. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I the, we still don't know, I guess, what Julian Assange has actually been formally charged on. Um, I don't know. Interesting, it was like sex by surprise, right? Oh, uh, he animal well, endangerment. He probably, I think it was, it was something uh, to do with like not wearing a condom with like a, in a country where right. like with like consent is like part of that and like. I thought that was all over. I thought that stuff was over. The stuff that he's currently being indicted for is probably it's related. Oh yeah, I think it's related to Russia. Referring to this like lifetime in jail stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that sexual shit's been dropped for a while. Right. Nobody currently knows what he's being charged with. There's no allegations. Are there? Are there any charges currently? Well, it's sealed. Nobody knows. There's been a lot of journalists saying, hey, this is horrible. It's a bad precedent for journalism. But none of them know what the fuck he's been charged with. So they can't say that. Yeah. It doesn't look like a a typo to me. Like the legalese in these documents, you'd have to go out of your way to put the word Assange in there to replace like defendant, complainant, all that kind of legal mumbo jumbo they use. So you don't even know what they are. So are you saying it it may be a intentional mistake? A limited yeah. hangout. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Shot I across mean, the bow. Interesting. I think there's so much <laughs> bullshit around WikiLeaks and people like uh, you know being focused on it. Like the whole um, hacktivism thing, I guess has most people who are quote hacktivists running like like they just follow on wikileaks every day and i think people are of, like <laughs> well, actually doing computer I was stuff but like busy doing computer. like real computers i don't know bro it's like it's like yeah all right we know where all the aws data centers are it's like yeah all right go ahead walk in there i'd fucking dare you like honest to god you'd be a fucking idiot there's know, no just... way there's a lot of the a lot of the Assange WikiLeaks stuff is all propaganda from both sides, is what I'm saying. And there's a lot of people who are busy focused on that as a problem, as opposed to the problems that maybe that WikiLeaks are leaking, or like things. You know, there's a lot of other okay. aspects that are being missed Sorry. because the the people who care so much about it are yeah, totally first yeah. in the in the in the media story. Turn up the uh, turn up the background noise and squelch it out. It seems like right. that's a lot of that happening. You you see that video they posted WikiLeaks Twitter? It was like Trump <laughs> WikiLeaks like three hundred times. Uh, WikiLeaks. Yeah, Pamela Anderson. WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. Dude, that's Trump a mouse in South Park. That's all I know it as. That was the first time I was introduced, man. It was WikiLeaks. <laughs> Just like if, if they were trying to drag the attention to it. Well, there's um, I think the the official uh, aura of protection from the old boys has kind of been lifted from Julian. Um, I don't know why. Like I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but um, 
I know that our 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 prime minister at the moment here has spoken to Trump about him and basically said, "We don't give a shit about that guy. Do what you like." Yeah, Julian's fine. He's he's so paranoid. It's weird to be honest. Like if you look yeah. into him and what his practices are, it's, it's fucking awkward, man. Yeah. He's got a lot of skeletons. It's a big closet. Uh, walking. Right. Yeah. Let's get on to the next story here so we don't spend uh, too much time on Assange here. But uh, this is pretty funny. Um, it reminds me of a lot of funny things that we've done and shared with each other. Um, so this is Kitten of Doom. Why you should patch Skype for business immediately. And uh-huh. basically there's a DOS bug when you send... Uh, about 800 kittens, kitten emojis. <laughs> Does um, anyone dollars. like the fact that it's a black cat? Just saying. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's great because these kind of bugs are, are pretty common, I feel, for especially with like emojis and any Unicode. Um, actually, remember, uh, who found the bug, uh, that dosed an entire, uh, uh, Azure instance with, um, like a bunch of emojis. That, that kind of stuff is just like you're just sending emojis. That's my favorite thing to fuzz with. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's pretty cool. I always try to crash bot or stupid shit with a bunch Especially of emojis. Because, like, um, yeah, a lot of developers that are on Max, they're using, like, the terminal app that'll render the emojis. If they're viewing, like, log files and shit, they're like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? emoji. In the that, that's just like the iPhone bug power crash. I don't know if you remember. If you yeah, yeah, did yeah. text that to people, it will crash. That's pretty funny that people don't think about sanitate testing all the input yeah. I mean, yeah so i've seen um you know there's been situations where like so you have a, a unique uh, like a multi-byte character um pretty, like the uh, first one that i can remember fucking with was like um the mysql uh character set um with the character set on bb was set to like i don't know like hungarian or something and then you had like add slashes in PHP or like to try and attempt to sanitize uh, your single quote, your, your, your quotes. Um, you could do like uh, a character that was the equivalent of um, the, the first byte was uh, like the upside down question mark and then a quote. And because of the way it was treated differently between PHP and SQL, like MySQL, then it would like pass and become a real quote. And then, yeah, was- is that like the two byte Unicode things? Yeah, and yeah. the same thing happened in Node recently, where um, you know they treated a string event got typecast, you know, not real types, but whatever, into a buffer, so that when it was read later, multibyte was passed byte by byte rather than character by character, and uh, again, Ooh. same fucking problem. This has been such a, a con- sorry. So, do you want to talk about NPM? No. Fair no, enough. <laughs> such a common class of bugs that um that the the custom um unicode iterator as a fuzzing feature in birth was added in like version 0.1 or something in like 2004 um because we were finding like we were just throwing random we we're just iterating through random blobs of percent random percent random percent random just throwing it in every header we could on like is5 and it would just crash continuously uh, like in uh, as well, there's the uh, uh, whatever the character when you're doing a brute force like um, iteration, 
there's instead of selecting like a lowercase or a uppercase, there's like zero through FF for each byte as well. Yeah. Which will then you got to chain them together. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And use your. So it's like the, the actual the, the actual brutes the brute force space is is big, but it's not that big. Like it's theoretically possible to just fire fuckloads of potential Unicode characters and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, wait for it to die. And eventually it will. Hell yeah. Um, so, the next one here, um, we have a lot of talk about this in Discord and on Twitter. Uh, there's the Hackaday article about this, but there's also the Motherboard article as well um, about building a Stingray with a Raspberry Pi. Boom. Clickbait. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get your perspective on it, actually. Like, you, you had discussed this as well as DNZ and some others, but um, yeah, mm -hmm. do you want to tell us why this is clickbait? Yep. So more or less, this is just taking a previous experience of people who did GNU radio, uh, GSM blocks and stuff like that. And it's talking about actually just doing passive uh, GSM protocol scanning. So what you can do is set up an SDR, just tune in to either an uplink or downlink. And you can actually use GNU Radio to actually in, to actually decode the uh, GSM packets and kind of take a look at what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. However, there's parts of the GSM uh, protocol that are actually happening in open air, kind of similar to how Bluetooth can actually set a pin in open air to actually uh, set up the encryption. Mm -hmm. GSM will do a GS or do an MZ attach, if I remember this correctly. And what happens is it's kind of going to a uh, base station, so your mobile subscriber or your cell phone go like, "Oh, hey, I want to go ahead and connect to you." So They'll send its MZ over part of that handshake, and that's happening all in plain text. And uh, the French dude, just forgot his name, but I can look it back at later. He actually weaponized that to actually start creating a log of any MZs that he can actually uh, just scrape out of thin air. But more or less, all that pre previous work has been done before, and this guy's like, oh, we're just going to put it on a Raspberry Pi and create problems, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you could put you could put hashcat on a Raspberry Pi, but that doesn't mean it's a good idea. Like you could prove mm -hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> I can still yeah. exploit on a Raspberry yeah, Pi. Absolutely. But I, I think I, as well, that's what I thought when about. I saw the headline. Sorry. I think we were talking about as well. There was like a previous uh, Hackaday article, which is ironic that it's from the same website where they were talking about capturing the length of GSM spectrums using multiple SDRs and syncing the clocks. And there's like a how-to on how to like take two SDRs and solder the clocks, like remove an oscillator and solder it together. And like, if they've already done that and they've already written an article about why that's necessary, <laughs> why are they then saying like, oh yeah, just make a Simsy catcher. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the Hackaday usually has some pretty good articles, um, but <clears throat> I mean, you got to go to the comment section. There's usually a, million people debating about ohm's law or something um so it's pretty yeah. good so how similar is this to when they took um the verizon miniature femto cells and then hooked a raspberry pi up to that to sniff well femto cell is a whole different story because the the, the radio in it uh, is going to be using it's like going to be tuned to the specific bands um that the like because in different regions you have different uh different bands that are used for different right. phones right? so that's going to be specific to that telco and then you're going to have a radio that like can do enough bandwidth and then you're going to have a backhaul link on a femto cell as well so there's like a whole different bunch of things whereas the, these like uh, the femto cell can also transmit i mean th these rtls that it's passive only yeah so yeah that, that was the key thing more money, so like you can do LTE. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and build a full base station. So more or less, a pento cell is actually a working base station. It's just a micro cell. That's why it's called a pento. Yep. Micro then goes on the pento. But more or less, it's already a working base station. But all you're doing is just pretty much like rooting it, and then you have access to what's going on in the background. So you can actually see all the bits and data going back and forth. Yeah, with, with the uh, the news article, basically they're using those ten dollar TV tuners that are great little SDRs, but it's you know passive yeah. reading only, and you can only lock to a single channel, so yeah, yeah. limited. Yeah. yeah, I think even with um, uh, HackRF, you're still only going to be able to do passive base stations as well yep. because it's it's a half uh, yeah half duplex trans uh, transceiver. So yeah, I mean maybe yeah. you could do it with two of them. Exactly. I think yeah. later uh, I <laughs> at the same price, you can actually invest in either like a Lime SDR or just find a used USRP online yeah. or Blade. Yeah, yeah. the Blade will be the... Base station <laughs> Blade seems the most cost effective for full duplex. Yeah, plus Blade also has like the uh, X1 on 5, like it has a right. beefy FPGA on board, so you can do modulation, like the voice modulation and stuff. Like yeah, well, I can tell you my my X forty is still pretty useful, even though it's not you know, one ten. Quick question for everybody on this topic: What would be the cheapest way to kind of simulate this in the sense of I want to see when a specific device or what devices all exist within a physical proximity? That's all I care about. Buy fifty RTL SDRs. <laughs> well, spec spectrum. Look for amplitudes on the uh, known R fan. Uh, if you're talking about the cell phones, you're talking about actually monitoring what the cell phone's transmitting. So that'll be the uplink. Yep. Monitor all the uplinks and then actually kind of do a heat map based off of that. Did I say enough yep. acronyms there? Yeah. <laughs> There's... Who just who just said uh, buy fifty things? Who just that was that? me? I was joking. No, that's that's, that's still, a good that's idea actually... though. Yeah, like Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's an RTL cactus. The problem you'd run into with fifty RTLs is uh not to do with radio though, it's just to do with like USB bandwidth. Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. there's always a solution. You get enough powered USB hubs with USB three or Thunderbolt. I mean it would be a pain, don't get me wrong, but that could go somewhere. Here's the thing, like if, if you, I don't know, if you consider uh, movie uh, making stuff, uh, when when people are creating special effects for movies, they have these arrays of GoPros, like hundreds of GoPros in a circle, that are capturing video, and they make these insane special effects, and the same thing kind of applies to hacking and radio frequency stuff and i think uh i think it's something that definitely could be explored and used <clears throat> absolutely hey um all right let's get into the next category here um shitty people <laughs> um so yeah this uh person here is just a texas hospital got hit with ransomware um it keeps happening and it sucks same, same hospital? A hospital no, ransom? Not, not, <clears throat> not same no, hospital. Not, it's, 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 Maybe we should buy some better skills, everyone. Yeah, but uh, with the <laughs> amount of skill, like running Mirai and everything, 
every time that shit like this come in their end, they're gonna hit everything on the internet that they can scan with okay. within their range. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Just... Well, Wait, what? Like, um, like I had I had an argument with a guy in the street one time who was a uh, <laughs> he was a he was trying to get me to donate to his charity. And he wanted me to write my credit card down on a piece of form. I was like, no, I'm not like it's gonna go in your dumb database, it's gonna hack. I'm like, no way. Like, I mean, I work in security, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll give you five dollars right now to just like shut up and like we'll call it a day. It's like I can't accept cash. I and he did the arg with you? And I was just like, dude, like man, like Did you call him a blog? It was his <laughs> argument was. <laughs> that's the good part uh, what was this the argument charity. I'm sorry I don't know maybe the you know I had charity like you guys have like the has anyone seen someone get yelled at for wearing one of those shirts yes uh, uh, my, uh, I have a family member who uh, when he sees them oh that's, that's the Jesus hackers uh-huh. because the high charities Interesting. So we seem to get we get more upset when like ransomware hits. It does happen uh, to hospitals for some reason a lot, and like police stations and fire stations and other public utilities. Don't get upset um, though. Like, I'm gonna fucking think about it. That's the frustrating part of it, man. People so, are fucking well, dumb. I'm gonna put it out there. Like, there's I know there's black hats that are listening to this, and here it is. If you fucking ransom a hospital, you're a piece of shit, and you should get fucked for that. Stop it. Like, hospitals yeah, are yeah, awesome. Remember, when, when you really? pseudo for the first time with great power come responsibility. If you ransomware like some random old lady in her house, is that is that ethical? <laughs> Compared to ransomwareing a hospital, like that's unethical. Ransomwareing hospitals. I mean, without being ethical, it's just having like some shit. Like, how do you say that? Like, you don't do that. That's just stupid. Without being like ethical, if you have morals and everything, you just don't do that. I I would argue that ransomwareers have zero moral, zero ethics, zero morals. They're just thieves. Yeah, that's why they're bottom of the fucking pyramid. They're bottom of the of the hacking world is the what, and the what about the, the responsibility okay. to protect us so. but it's so easy to to discount people yeah. as saying that they don't have any morals and they do though there's there's a yeah there's a level but some of people do it for different reason like right. either you do it for the money or you did learn because you did love it but what about i would argue that they possible. are not targeting oh. All, all I'm two saying. years ago, there was a, there was a SFMTA hack. Those guys had no fucking idea who SFMTA was. They took down, you know, the whole muni system was great. They had no idea that they did that. They were just like, oh shit, this is open. I'm gonna attack it. Yeah, ninety percent of the time, it's probably right. a spray and pray, and, and you're hoping it's an organization not not aware, like you said, maybe it's a hospital, perhaps. Exactly, so, but that's something pretty so stupid to do. Uh, I, I I would agree as a you know as ethical <clears throat> hackers or as ethical as we can be, you know, mo- most of us try to consider, you know, we like you said, we we would consider, that, yeah, and you you are kind of a dick for doing that, but again, so you should do a little bit more recon before you truly execute a full. In my opinion, you should you should definitely do a little bit more recon before you execute a hack, and, and not you know just not mitigating specifically the hospital uh, ideal behind it, but just yeah, you know, you're even right. if you I don't mean, have targeted, 
this is spray and pray bullshit that kids do, you know, just hoping to get a fish, hoping to get a catch. Yeah. It's also it's also so, sad. It's in it terms of the point like, is this. Even yeah. even if it's spray and pray, if you hit if you're an operator and you hit a hospital and you realize it's a hospital, oh. you fucking let them go. So I've, 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 I've seen it before, actually. So, no, I think okay. we've, we've had that on this podcast before. We had yeah. a situation where the ransomware guy got contacted and, and, and got a sob story. He's <clears> like, ah, oh, yeah, sorry, dude. Here's the key. So you don't have to pay to worry about it. Yeah, so, and we, I, we, I we commend that story those guys. A few weeks ago. I commend oh, those guys. Those, those, that's good. Excuse me. Do you have morals? No, then you shouldn't be hacking. <laughs> well, so here's, here's a future story coming up. Um, if you don't know, we've talked. To, I think we've mentioned it before. Australia is moving to a singular uh, database thing called My Health Record, oh, and boy. it's it, yeah, it's terrible. You can opt out of it if you haven't opted out already. Start <laughs> opting out now. Um, but it's going to get owned, right? And <laughs> Yep. It's going to get owned by someone doing for identity theft, like trying to like get people's details for identity theft, obviously, or scripts or some of sort course. of like, crime, right? Yes. Now, when the database gets dumped and it gets purchased online, I can guarantee it'll be on Have I Been Pwned. So if you then sell, if that data is then unsold, is that still ethical? Is that still unethical or ethical? No, now anything, anything, anything Have I Been Pwned does uh, for money is unethical. That's profiting from the, from the proceeds yeah, of pro Profiting from the proceeds of crime. Hmm. Absolutely. So There's no argument around Must have company do that anyway. It, I, I don't agree that it will get owned. First of all, uh, name one massive Australian database that's ever been leaked anywhere. Crocodile Dundee. Woohoo! I'm 100% serious. We're fucking top of the game. I don't think fucking my health records are going to get owned by anybody. Right, hey, we're Come shooting snakes. We're getting roos, you know. Next on the crowd. What was the, the biggest uh, leak of uh, Australia? 1.3 million records or something like this? <laughs> I remember. All right, we Yo, got to corral it uh, back. Yeah, 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 the next one here. The next, the next one here is, is equally fucked up, uh, I, I would say. Um, the Make-A-Wish Foundation uh, that supports uh, kids with cancer um, and families that are, you know, doing all sorts of hospice care as well as doing nice things for kids who, you know, at their last request. Um, some dickhead did a triple getting two bug and put a Monero miner on their site. No. Which... Obviously, it sucks. You're God. like, God damn it. Why didn't you patch? Why didn't you patch the stupid Drupal update? Like, just do it. It's literally like six months ago. But, Dude, they made yeah. a wish for him, man. You know, they, they bought it, so. Well, <laughs> it just, if they it, donate the Monero, I'm sure, let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? But it's definitely not for that. I mean, I would, you know, it would be an example of something good if you could crypto, do mine cryptocurrency for sick kids. Pretty nice. But, this is not for that. This is just exploiting actual little kids and people, families that are desperate to, you know, to, to fulfill their dying child's last request. Uh, and you're just mining stupid Monero on it. So <laughs> pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I mean, so yeah, that's, uh, that's our, our bottom of the barrel uh, people. Section. Besides, you know, the, like, the obvious ethical thing of that. I mean, did it? Did you guys see the article where someone was mining like Monero on a router? And they got it, and it was like twenty cents. 
then by the time they went to sell it, it was worth two cents. Exactly. So uh, let's put it out there. Like, tiny violin. Tiny like, why violin, would you mine on the fucking router anyway? If you're blackheading and you're you're doing stuff like this, consider the outcomes, right? Like, consider... yeah, or who the targets are that you're hitting for sure. Yeah, like it's gonna cost you more gonna... with lawyers than anything else no no no, no, no i'm not even i'm not even talking about legal and lawyers and and getting in trouble i just mean being an actual human being and being like kind of a decent fucking person it, it, you can hack in in black hat but choose wisely man like don't just don't be evil. <laughs> that's, no, that's but really I mean, stupid. take down the stock market. Don't. Sometime you're gonna run stuff, and I mean, the black cat's gonna run stuff. They won't have scope. They're gonna execute on each fine. Example: If you run Zmap, you you can run a crown that each fine fine that gets saved in the text file, gonna get execute for your MSF exploit or whatever did you code. Well, that's so, fucking dumb. Anyways, I, I, I think... I think if you're going to be a criminal, if you're going to be a cyber criminal, black hat, just for the money, all about the crime... You said a black hat. Yeah, that's what the end is. Be really good at it. Be really, be a really good black hat. Make a whole lot of money. Don't get caught. And that would include not being a douchebag and just, like, banging, like, trying to XML mine on a fucking dying kid. Yes. Thing, I mean, you know. there's Bravo. there's always the rush Bravo, when you find that that easy target, and you you know going for that. But it's probably good to take like an objective look at what's actually going on. Besides, like, oh yeah. boy, I found something cool. Yeah, yeah. Do, do your research, yeah. see what that shit's hosted by. You know, don't be a fucking dickhead. Well, also, yeah. it's like in this case, like something like that, like you're going to make the news for twenty cents, twenty cents a Monero. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's like, stupid. It's, Enjoy. I mean, the I mean, uh, the heat yeah. to like profit factor from that is uh, well, is a little I mean, skewed. I mean, it, imagine you, you didn't just make twenty cents; you just ruined a few people's lives. If, right. was, if you're in if it, prison and you're trying to like, you're trying to like uh, not get the shit beaten out of you in prison, I think it'd be better if you were actually like robbed a convenience store. Um, at least then you'd have some story to tell when you're in prison, not. I stole 20 cents in electronic currency from somebody's router with this co- piece of code that I spent months writing. Um, yeah. and found. If you're going to be a thief, just like go big, do it, do it old school. You well, know? so I mean, for the proof of concept, I that's, think that's those kind of people probably don't even know what, what they, they did write the code on. They probably don't know about kernel. They, they probably just run the script. Yeah. All right, you fucking idiot. Some of us here pay attention. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, let's get on to the last story here because it's uh, almost 10.30. Um, so the last one here in our final .ly section, uh, we have AWS adds a feature to block public access to S3 buckets without having to write some Yay. rule and have to remember to do that every time. <laughs> So when was this implemented? Because I just started playing with S3 buckets like four days ago. Uh, looks like it was like two days ago. Or no. well, fuck. Right. So, so the bad thing about it is, though, as a process, when you set up an S3 bucket, this is something that's been very apparent to everyone who's looked at an S3 bucket in the creation. 
but how many people actually read through what they're doing is astounding. Wait, um, what happened? Yeah. I did. Like, what? What's I, I didn't see this story. Um so it's made like it's made I guess it's actually more defined now is what they're saying. But to be honest, anytime you create like an S3 bucket, they ask you this if you want it to be like a part of VPCs or port protocols or like what the fuck you're but um what's really sad is a lot of people just created buckets starting like private you know documentation or PII on people and making them public. So it's something that they're like literally making it more attentive to, which is a good thing for sure. Well, yeah, hold on a second here. It just... So uh, last time AWS did anything with their buckets, they did some some thing that you could turn on uh, to make it more secure, but it was buried and nobody did it. Is this the well, same thing? No, is this, this is something default? that's in front of your face. Like this is a step anytime you create a bucket that's asked of you. The problem is people are still making the same dumb fucking mistakes when they're doing this stuff. Okay, just good. on that yeah. though, like if you Thank if you God. Google a tutorial for <laughs> creating a policy for a bucket, right? Almost all of the time you'll have like a wildcard tutorial, like a wildcard bucket name, like bucket and then wildcard like, permissions. <laughs> everything in this folder or excuse me object everybody, yeah every not just everything in that folder everything in every bucket will be on like one iam user that probably can log into the console as well and then the key is put on a server and then the key is stolen and then people start spinning up fucking g2 instances in my <laughs> like, and that's the thing too is who's Perfect. who's not paying attention to like api password rotation or secrets manager or putting something in place uh, i will say that, like creating the right policy like that's that's the key here is like don't follow a fucking tutorial and copy and paste it think about what Literally, the fucking, like, documentation from, like, Amazon is only, like, 30 pages long and actually creating it pretty much in a S3 instance. I figured it out. I'm a dumbass. Anyone else can do it. Well, also, I most of the buckets that I found in my, my hunting have been ones that were created a very, very, very long time ago. Yes. And so yeah, and a lot of it's before a lot of these changes. Yeah. So, I right. guess well, these changes only affect new things. These mass discovery tools became very simple to use, yeah. and um, the learning curve for even understanding what an S3 bucket is became a lot simpler. There's a lot of people yeah. out there with with CLI tools that are, are not going to see any change on the dashboard at all. And as long as their tools keep working, it doesn't matter what Amazon does on the dashboard. They can put up a big warning saying, "Warning! Remember, never untick this thing. It's a really bad idea." Yeah. So, so, so uh, I have a I have a question to ask. As far as running things um, in the Lambda level, how many people run things through the CLI using PowerShell or Bash Script? Anybody here? What's is a, it's a CLI? Should it be our fault that AWS's uh, CLI interface is like extremely long and convoluted? Like literally, you're writing paragraphs yeah. just to do commands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was take... a program called. It was a library called PyCloud, but they got bought, I think, by Amazon because it was too easy. You could just run up instances in like. <laughs> Uh... That's the thing too, though. If you dig in the CLI and function, it's pretty fucking basic, honestly. Like if you want to actually write also... something about it. There's also Tensorflow, Lizetta H, and Bash uh, completion scripts as well for ALS uh, AWS CLI. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to test. Does anyone ever use Tesseract? Tesseract. So uh, one thing I'll ask is, so this this article. Uh, it's from Duo's site. It it's pretty in your face. Like 
Amazon's clamping down on this. Do we all agree that Amazon's not really doing much with this other than a slight change that there's no good though in competitors when you look at it man if you want to talk about like politics and bullshit we can go there no no no. i'm I'm just asking is it overhyped or not if you can can still have configuration drift from a secure bucket to a public bucket then they probably haven't really done anything yeah okay thank you I just think if the user is misconfiguring it, the user is misconfiguring it, Amazon can't do anything better. If the user fucks up, then... The- yeah, yeah the Amazon the can't really be responsible for, like, checking people's memcaches and Redis. And that's a shitty thing, too, man. When you look at Amazon or, like, AWS from a role perspective, you're really able to easily <laughs> implement what people should and shouldn't have access to. And that's where they fuck up the most, I think. They do actually send emails when they find like certain things that are like uh, like vulnerabilities. I've I've seen it before. Yeah, oh, believe me, I love dunking on Amazon, but not in this <laughs> regard. <laughs> like uh, this, couple, I'm fine. A couple with years from now, we might be finding like um, Alibaba cloud buckets. Open. Yeah. <laughs> I Ooh, I don't think we should start buckets, looking at something else. But yeah, you uh, should. there's a lot of other clouds out there. There's not just Amazon. There's a whole world out there, in fact. A world? Yo, so let's, uh, let's before we go way deep into Amazon, um, we should start doing our tabletop stuff. Yeah. Um, so Roll for initiative. Um, so, yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, everybody here, uh, I'm going to change my name because I'm, I guess I'll be blue. I don't know what team I should be on. It'll just be. What? We have to change our names. No, you don't have to. <laughs> Obviously, you can if you want to. If you want to identify yourself as you can also slash yeah. Nick. You don't Please have to change. Type of potato. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, the potatoes. I want to oh, change yeah. my name. <laughs> um, just run slash Nick. You don't have to change your actual you know Discord what? username. It actually really might be easier to just change the icon temporarily uh, to a color or something. Slash Nick. Yo, yo, so, so okay. I, I think, I think, defense? I think Discord, mm-hmm. uh, Gates slash Nick. I, no, I no, no, you can use it. Name, not your Discord username. So don't change, don't go to your profile, just right click yourself. Yeah, either way, whatever you'd like to do. Um, I guess I'll be, uh, blue. Yeah, All right, cool. So, alrighty. Um, right, let's get into it then. So, what I'm going to do is I'll put, we'll have 10 minutes uh, to just discuss something so it doesn't go too far. But if we finish our discussion on it, then we can move on to the next one. Um, but yeah, so basically what I'll do is I'll, I'll read out a situation. There is, you got to think about it in, in terms like a, a general term. So, like, let's say that you're a consultant or somebody who is just fucking around on Google and you find this, whatever this is, um, that you've leveraged. And so you have to just sort of think about it in the most general terms possible and try not to say anything in the way that you would say it at your own company or say like, oh, we at, you know, Amazon do this. Like just, uh, yeah, keep that in mind in case you do decide so to. So layman terms, make it like human readable. So you- or don't, yeah. don't self dox But also, also don't don't screw yourself over by revealing that this has happened to you or this is something that is currently happening to you. 
Well, um, of course, there's always uh, you know, the caveat here should be uh, our buddy Bob Hackerman is uh, the one who's doing this or not doing this. Yes, yes, yeah. All so of us have signed CLSSPs and sent them to you. It's fine. Okay. I mean, these, these <laughs> literally are tabletops that are fictional tabletops. Yep. Yes. All right, I'm going to throw this in the voiceless voice, too, uh, where we're at. Um, I just put it up on the screen as well. And boom. So the first scenario here, I'm going to read it out, is your company uses a popular chat tool. An employee's credentials leak, and a rogue login grabs messages from every channel over time. <clears throat> um, so I'm going to put the timer on the clock, or put 10 minutes on the clock. So I guess we go if anybody wants to respond to this, either as how you would attack it or how you would defend against it. Ironically enough, I think I was just reading this. <laughs> yeah, so this mean, one, these are from Twitter, um, but they're yeah, we're just adapting them to our. Oh, I think our, uh, I think the article is about a help desk guy breaking into people's help desk. But anyway, um, <laughs> well, uh, I just got to write. Uh, I got to acknowledge somebody wrote "clog it <laughs> with nudes." <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> I think. Um, uh, one of the things to scrape from this, if you were to gain access, would definitely be uh, build statuses, and yep. that would almost, I'd almost definitely also leak the location of certain repos and build servers, or build well, systems yeah. at least. Uh, any APIs, any credentials, of course. Um, build your profile oh, yeah. that way. Any anytime someone's like, oh, hey, just you know, if if you had accesses. Uh, someone who was trusted at the company and you said, hey, I forgot the password to ABC to in a DM to someone else, they're probably going to respond. Right. You might burn yourself that way. <clears throat> they might burn the account, but you might also get the correct. So now, has anybody ever seen that before? Has anyone seen passwords being just thrown out in Slack? or other yes. like Oh, yeah. yeah. Look, I've done it by mistake a few times in IRC. Well, yeah. also... also like Jesus. Um, also, like files, right? You can, like, you can send files. So. Oh yeah, yeah, they they get attached to the whole channel, right? I've seen Slack keys leaked to uh, GitHub, leaked from public oh, websites. GitHub. People didn't think were. Yeah, I mean, all, all of I these mean, are options. What who is the guy who got a forty thousand dollar bounty for finding a key in a GitHub repo? Wow. Yeah, that like this, man. I mean, it happens pretty often. So although, so, although I've classified right. myself as the red teamer uh, from the blue team perspective, so uh, one of the, my uh, a uh, standard Monday night talk with my local uh, hacker association <clears throat> around, and we uh, somebody's asking about that. Like, do you guys do these, do you use these micro controls? And of course, you know everybody. Oh, do you use this tool? And everybody was saying, Oh, do you use this tool? Everybody was saying, Oh, do you guys do these like precautions? Well, and the answer, of course, is no, because those kind of micro minute precautions per channel don't actually allow you. So when you allow, I guess through Slack specifically, since we've mentioned that, they don't allow you to specifically lock down what those commands can and can't do. You just literally, when you when you say, yes, allow that API, that Jira or that Git API to have access to it, it's full access yeah. to the channel anyway. So. No, 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 no. At that point, I think you question yourself as far as what you're running and what protocol it's using. Like if you're not running an XMPP private server secured with keys, then you're a fucking moron. Did you say XMPP? Yeah. Yeah, XMPP. well, X XML pool parser and uh, what is it? Um, that, 
what's the one where the spark is the client? Open fire. Open fire. Yeah. yeah. Open fire XML pool parser. I'm pretty sure is uh, still vulnerable to a billion laughs. XXE. Absolutely. <clears throat> There's also like this goes into like the importance of using like Canary credentials, right? Or like Canary keys and all that. Because there if someone like, blog post. sorry, <clears throat> I was gonna say because if someone steals, uh, like you know, for a place that does sales, like, if someone steals like leads, you'll know sales because board. they'll they'll blast your you know your email list with your you know canary canary emails in there. Oh yeah, I see. API mm. keys, canary API yeah. key. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's a good idea. <laughs> So, um, Franz Rosen wrote that blog article on Slack where he was able to leverage the call, um, to like call people to hijack other people's stuff. So yeah, I can't remember the exact details, but yeah, there's a, uh, you should Google Franz Rosen Slack and read that article. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like if with Discord, for example, like switching over to, I don't know why you would use Discord for work, but let's. You know, it's the people are doing these things. We're using it. Um, you can authenticate a bot as well with a user token. Um, so you can, if you had a user token, you can like use the same library and like take that user token and use that to leak forever. And not, like there will be no notifications and you will bypass 2FA. Yeah. Yeah. And typically bots have elevated privileges. So. Well, it's not actually a bot. It's a, it would be whatever the privileges the person has. Right. Yeah, um, they call them like through the bot yeah. No, they, it, it, won't, it won't call it. See how, like, uh, like for example, Wishbot says bot next to it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, if you use a user token, it doesn't say bot, even though it is a bot. Yeah. It's just a user. Class. Yeah. So they, they, yeah they, call the them, they call them self-bots. That was is like the term that they use. Yeah. The, you can the, use Selenium or... You can use a Selenium and just do that. That's pretty. Right. You can use your regular username, right? So that's what you're saying. Yeah. So, so then you'd be authenticated. Like, uh, but until they, uh, I mean, like, it, there, there if, was shitload of talking on GitHub. Well, if you're, if, no, good. Uh, I was gonna say if you're if you're if you're in a Discord, one uh, especially for work, uh, and you're at a smaller company, I mean, there's that's easier to maintain. But if you're at a you know, if you're at like an IBM or something and there's hundreds of rooms and things, well, again, I don't know why you would do this, but I mean, you know, more, more or less the <laughs> privileges and permission are going to be kind of open and futile to potentially manage and maintain anyway. So, I mean, there was, uh, there are some places like that, I, uh, that use IRC, uh, that still, you know, it's an in, like VPN to access IRC or jump host or and then there's still you know channel keys and still OTR and still SSL like on IRC that people are using like I think this whole migration to these newer platforms like Slack like I don't know why everybody just decided that Slack was the one like there was before that there was like Flowdoc and some other ones <clears> that were around but I, I'm not sure why everyone gravitated towards these huge fuck off Electron apps when they're Ready. effectively doing the same thing as IRC Google Wave. <clears throat> <laughs> well, RC is the mother of all fucking chats. Well, it's not about who was there first, right? It's who's doing no, it better from enough. the, uh, you know, from the perspective of what makes it easier to use, and you know, a lot of these 
uh, companies that are using these aren't necessarily tech companies. Yeah, people... I mean, Emacs is is clearly the best email client, <laughs> but yeah. Gmail is pretty damn good for most people. So, but I would, answer, towards <laughs> Gmail. I would answer your question with also, well, you know who decided these things? I, I mean, uh, uh, essentially slack took charge of it right they said we yeah. want to be in charge of this and they said they started either buying or integrating the fastest and that's what made yep. them the the central resource yep. they, they, they had a lot of vcs they did a bunch of promotion they gave out a bunch of swag in san francisco they got a couple yeah, of nerds that's involved. true they have some easy integration of git and everything yeah it's, it's marketed it. and it's designed for the people that use it yeah. So we got the we go back to the quickly. So just quickly, let's, let's quickly. How do we? How do we like identify uh, people logging into Slack from somewhere they shouldn't be? Don't use Slack first of all. Uh, well, don't besides that, any... I don't think there's an option. My Palo Alto no firewall. Well, your Slack is not behind your firewall, right? Your Slack's in the in the in the on the web on the. In it's Slack, on the cloud, bro. On the cloud. <laughs> I wanted to avoid saying uh, it, but it's on the cloud, right? <laughs> Info blocks tells me so, when you're hitting it. I mean, are are there tool are there security tools that can be integrated with <clears> Slack <throat> rather than just uh, you know Git and developer tools? As far as I'm aware, you're pretty goddamn blind as where people are connected. <laughs> yeah, there's no auditing. You can't like gate it from you know geographically. The issue is that it's uh, especially with Slack is that it's not something that is required to be traversed over the corporate network. It can be done on people's phones that you have zero visibility into. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's there's really no way to do it other than policy. And and to say to your employees either you follow these guidelines exactly or you're fired. <laughs> and that's, and that's a very hard thing to do. Slack, there's also the idea of like, you know, the necessity is the mother of invention. Like, it serves a need. It, it does allow companies to communicate and it facilitates that. So, I mean, that, that, there's a reason why it's, you know, like Jira too. Uh, like, not having to manage your, your own stack, it allows you to sort of just quickly hey. spin up that stuff. Yeah, definitely. But the only way that I agree with you, and the only way to, to enforce this at the higher level, forgetting Slack or any particular client any particular platform um can, be policy and hope for the best can you force password roles so that you update the, the any potential stolen token can that be enforced i don't know if it's available I mean, but I mean, once again you, depending on how large the company is then it just becomes you know a problem for some i mean just businesses want to make money and they, they take security as a low priority as we all know Hey, mm. so uh, our time is up. Um, this one was good. Good work from everybody here, though. Um, yeah, there's one thing from the chat. Somebody mentioned, you know, somebody mentioned from the phone. I, I mean, you know, I to get their point is from the MDM, but at the same time, the MDM is based on a policy, not based on a, uh, I mean, technical control, unless you can distribute your specific version of Slack to your specific user base, right? So, but yeah, yeah. overall, still. I'm pretty sure, yeah, you can use Slack in the browser too now, right? I yeah, can right. Yep, you can do yep. it there. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Right, so the next one we got here, putting it up now, this is 
a growing number of your engineers are streaming themselves on Twitch or coding. So, so brutal. Nice one, nice one. Inception. So, a growing number. Uh, yeah, so growing number. One of them had just revealed a production secret while alt tabbing. The chat mm. is now being spammed with a production IAAS secret All from right. your repository. And ten minutes on the clock. What do you do? Fired. Hey, uh, Fired. which channel? No smartphones at work. Banned. No, no devices at work at all. Anything with a camera, banned. What I, channel I is this in? There's an um, important thing here. Boys, like, boys. If you're streaming, if you're streaming don't stream your fucking desktop. Like, have a VM that you you're capturing. You can't, right. you can't yeah, make this argument to, to young people stream everything they do 24 hours a day from well, multiple angles. So uh, as a they, streamer, I would say he's right, uh, but but you you would hope that your developers aren't just quite young people. I mean, most sometimes, most often they are, but yeah. Or really, I build up. I you know when I stream, I just do it for my VM for for two reasons, right? From my perspective, you guys don't want to see my screen zoom and screen uh, accessibility software, but also from the perspective of yeah, I, I I sometimes am working while streaming, like you know if I'm doing recon or pen testing or OSINT. So that actually sits on, you know, another space in the screen. So I try to be as smart as I can about it. Has it happened yet? No, but, but there's been chance. There's been points where I clicked and almost hit that. Okay. button. went, let yeah. me verify. But, but that's because I'm experienced. How many, how many memes are out there? Uh, like uh, still frame captures of news reports or something where it shows just in the background, like a sticker on someone's monitor that says, I mean, password is blah. Yes, exactly. Uh, Isn't that the nuclear launch, or not the nuclear launch one, the the, the missile launch in Hawaii, right? We got half of it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, but now, if you are, if you are, um, if you're trying to defend against this, what is the adequate training? Adequate training. No, 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 no. It's not about that. It's like if you you have an key, minus the training. Yeah, right. I know. If you're people are allowed to bring their own right devices. Hmm? Yeah. If people uh, are allowed to bring their own devices. Anything, if, there are, if there's a chat full of, of like 16-year-olds that have your AWS root credentials, what would, what are you going to do immediately after that? Change you know, your root credentials. Change your yeah, root credentials. Right. Change your root credentials. Fair enough. Yeah, no, <laughs> Change uh, your root credentials now. It would roll, be, I, I would say terminate the stream. Yeah, roll credentials. Yeah. Terminate stream, roll credentials, uh, and then, yeah, uh, definitely look at the logs. Make sure in the last, since it was revealed, what has popped up, and, what, and then, you know, maybe even monitor. You guys are, I think you guys are thinking of this as though the developers running the Twitch app on their work desktop at the office. Exactly, yes. And yes. that's, that's in, in an ideal world, yeah, you would ha- that that's, would be how it works. But what I'm saying is if they've got, like, an iPad right next to them pointing at the screen, and they're streaming to like big O live instant group chat to 50,000 Indonesian guys. How would you have any knowledge or control over that at all? It's impossible. Mm. That's yeah. a different because scenario. Yeah. That and be like, hey, sorry, the entire Twitch chat was spamming our uh, account keys um, because they saw it on accident because my sublime text had it open, you know, like something like that. Like, that's right. a pretty hard thing to also want to own up to as well. That's a really, Here's another really thing, like, why, do, if you're devving, right, at all, 
why are you devving with prod keys? Like, shouldn't you, shouldn't you not have, like, should you not be in, in your own dev sandbox? Like, why do people less essential? Yeah. Well, again, again it's, yeah, that's a policy. It's just... I mean, you, you should restrict your connection, only allowing some IPs, uh, get some key. Let's, let's talk about the reason that we're, they're, streaming to begin with it's for popularity and for ego right and so if if you're not uh seeking attention in this way you're not going to be vulnerable to it but uh there are people that just vlog their entire lives with zero audience um but that's all day they such as me. <clears throat> <laughs> that's a that's a really probably terrible idea if you're working at a company that has uh, intellectual property that needs to be yeah. safeguarded. Uh, that's a that's a really fucking bad idea. Yeah, it will probably <laughs> fire you. Right. <laughs> you know like, if you are working at a company with sensitive property and you like, then there needs to be policy around BYOD. That that sensitive property is not put onto BYOD devices, and it it stays on. You know, yeah. like one of the things that uh, we previously implemented was um, we had the like what are they like Nux? You know those little uh, mini PCs or whatever, and they were like dual core machines, eight gig of RAM, running a version of Nix that was locked down pretty hard. The users didn't have root, and they can dev from that. Like you don't you bring you don't bring your laptop in you don't work you just come to work you use your work computer and you go the fuck home like you oh, that's can't install cool. that's a good you know, setup that's right. a really good setup and, 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 again that, you know besides the policy in place absolutely <clears> you know again do, doing this stuff from home from my machine also streaming from my machine you know as as one of the people in here who who also does you know streaming for hack the box and everything else that I've done like. Yeah, I've, I've definitely, I've definitely made it clear, like, you know, be, being smart myself because I, I think about these kind of issues specifically. That's why, that's why my blind hacker um, background is specifically on all the blind hacker machines. When I'm doing work, I've changed the background to all work like logos <clears throat> and stuff. So, to me, doing that. But yeah, if if I was in a s system where I was like talking about one of the things that I'm developing, like say, uh, hey, I have this, uh, I've been custom rolling um, some Kali Linux stuff and all of a sudden my my code is up there with my actual rolled password or root password that is rolled out to each device. <coughs> uh, you know, again, that's unfortunate for me, but you know, as the, you know, and now, and now as someone who has to go on the defensive, I, I would immediately, as, as stated, change password is the first thing you gotta do. Secondly, maybe monitor uh, my, any of my SSH connections that my people might know are public from my stream, you know, meaning, uh, hey, I, I've used some VPSs in the past, make sure those VPSs, if they have the same password, uh, you know, I'm gonna go change those. Uh, you know, I have to now be, first I have to now roll out my own policy. On SSL, you should use port knocking. First of all, people should not know which port you're contacting. You should, I mean, you should not log from root. And like when I was working for Devolution, we we add a proxy and SSL gateway to use. No one can connect to the dev server, which is not even the the host. The dev server is a virtual box, and you need to transfer your shit with NFS when you you in it. So at most, I think that's Fair a enough. good idea but it doesn't scale for large corporations using yeah. exotic things like 
port knocking, it's just not feasible mm-hmm. at a large corporation. One thing that well, is that's easy. what Ubisoft do <laughs> in <Yeah>. Montreal. <laughs> It, it, is, it is possible. Post. I've only seen it a couple of times. It's like the Deutsche Banks of the world are super, no, super Nazi about security, but the rest of them are. I mean, port knocking, once it's set up with your IP table and you, you got a decent config in your dot file, you just connect as usual. A couple of... But yeah. I think, I think but... if you're using like a jump host, right? And then right. you. Every and and at that point you're able if everybody is using a jump host like an SSH box, at that point you can cut off you know road connections to that account. You can lock that yeah. account on that box, kill any active session. Well, like that's you, you can even have uh-huh. rules and shit emailed to you directly. I mean, have the round for. Don't, don't get left. me mixed. How would you pop it? Go ahead. Sorry. Thing. We have you, two, we have two minutes left or less than two minutes. How would you attack this? What would you do if you found somebody who had a key being spammed into chat? Oh yeah, uh, I think the bot hacker uh, had a good one. Shut the oh, fuck yeah. up about it. Exploit it as quickly as possible. And make <laughs> right there. Yep. I mean, oh, what would you do as a you change the shit out yeah, of the bash configuration as soon possible? <laughs> uh, mint account. Mint quickly. brand new account and be ready for this account to be killed off. Yeah, I mean, but what if if the... you can, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can do like code analysis on whatever they're running in production and find, you know, exploits other places. Quickly so recompile their kernel yeah. the back door, duh. No. Yeah, 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 but uh, that's why G password uh, yeah, sorry Danzu. I was gonna say harvest everybody else's account if it is a jump host. Like lol get you know if this one's yeah, gonna die, take all the rest of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that If you can access etc group uh, password and everything, you grab all those files with SCP. That's soon possible. Persistence. Persistence. Probably uh, drop a phishing link too, like lace link. Yeah. And this lab actually just uh, threw a good comment in, in as well, like no shell on the jump. Yeah. What is yeah. that? Yeah, you, you put more, most of shit bin false. Yeah, yeah uh, user has no login and stuff. Like oh, that. yeah. All right, that's time. All right, good guys. That's a pretty realistic scenario. I feel like hey. more people sharing things. Hey, you. Um, um, I'm wondering if, is there a way for you to get a, a counter? for the amount of people that have been fired in each scenario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, we'll, do, we'll do that too. So Voiceless voice. Click uh, like on the tweet if you, uh, for each scenario if you have been fired and retweet if you have not. <laughs> Alrighty, so the next one here is similar uh, to what we were saying before about CSCD stuff, and that is this. Due to a botched CICD script, complete source code exposure in production. And 10 minutes on the clock. What's up? Quit. So I wrote a tool that did this with through LFIs and stuff ages ago. <laughs> like open Git repos, like using LFIs and regex. And- uh and lol money like once you get that like that is oh, shit. Fault line. 
It is a fucking gold mine. If you can get the source code to something you want to, you instantly turn a black box into a white box, and yeah. it's. it's... <laughs> This is how um this is how Shops and Nappy's asset note tool makes its money, right? Is accidentally exposed get, get instances, source code repositories that are just temporarily online at targetcorp.com for a briefest moment and they snatch it. Yep. I mean it's, uh, <laughs> once you get, once you have access to the source code as well, if like if you if you take a whole git repo and you now have you now know where it is if you have credentials to that as well, which you might have because they're probably in the repo in this type of scenario. Say yeah, you did have access good. to CICD, that's when you backdoor the repo, use the repo's next build to pop the CICD, and then backdoor the CICD so that you can inject code at build time and then push to production later. Mm. Well, all right, so we're staying well, on, the red, on the red side right now. So, yeah, we're backdooring it. And then what else are we doing to make sure that it's obfuscated, right? Yeah, I mean, how many people check their Jenkins instances aren't owned? Well, no, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really how, big thing. People find how, public ones all the time. How else would you hide it? I don't know, it's a little risky. People do do code reviews of, like, a release. But they say if you clone a so, repo, you don't clone git hooks is, is interesting. But git hooks can exist on the other end. So you can add a git hook. And unless somebody, like if it's a git, say it's GitHub Enterprise or something, or it's um, not GitHub Enterprise, that's a bad example. If it's GitLab or GitOlite or something like that, you can look and you log into that box and you add a hook that is like post commit or post push or whatever, you can modify the code post push and not actually commit it. And then every time someone pushes, your code will execute and it'll be silent and lol. Like it's modified, it then goes through CICD. Happy days. Yeah, the, um, that's a tough one to get around, especially if you've accidentally done something like that. But, uh, I'm, I'm more interested actually, because it's. I think at this point it's pretty, we, we know it's pretty easy to, like you said, either build in back doors, build in more time, or build in some kind of framework that allows you to hook in later, have access later to the code or to the systems it's deployed on, right? Now, as attackers, that'd be the goal. So what, what would be truly, let's take a little bit more time on this one. What are the defenses against something like that? Uh, you pay for like a code audit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one thing I've found is a Firebase config that allow that pushed the Docker file up to uh, Firebase. But isn't that also a code audit kind of posts like mortem right there? So like, I mean, yeah, no. I'm just saying like after yeah. the fact, right? Like you're going to like you're going to have to. So right. uh, one thing here is it, it we don't know uh, exactly what the issues are or what's involved in the source code. So I'm going to I'm going to be an optimist and say there's no hard coded credentials. Just kidding. No, there probably are hard coded credentials in the Absolutely. source code. So those would need to get rolled. Um and endpoints would need to be evaluated uh logs yep. of every single hit that happened um every single person that was able to see the source code or see the uh the offending files yeah make sure it's it's preserved yeah another thing so, is with uh deploy keys if a deploy key is used and you have access to that 
hopefully it's been write only like creating writable deploy keys you're done for <laughs> yeah um, um so yeah what would you if you were able to uh hypothetically get the source code for a whole thing what is the value of that as somebody who's malicious well, I mean, that's it. when you um, yeah in the past just like from mitnick era i guess hoarding large collections of proprietary source code was a thing that <laughs> hackers did for no other reason than to flex <laughs> like, check out all this source code i got if you take <laughs> you know, a look at, a uh, at adobe like the adobe flash source has been around in the hands of hackers and it was used to find and create zero days that yeah. sold for fuck loads of money that is some true <laughs> black hat shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But... Flowers of her flock. <laughs> so, yeah. What do you guys, anything else to say on this or you want to go to the next one? I just think with the next uh, one, that's just before we do the, the source code audit thing as well. If there is a code review at the time of the merge, and somebody in security is reading a merge, then they hopefully picked this up before that happens. And that includes with uh, uh, CICD chains. Like if there is a change being made to CICD, um, like Travis or whatever, or you know, that somebody is looking at it besides the guy who wrote it. Like somebody's <laughs> checked, like two people are tag teaming each other's work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tag teaming so each other. Like the nuclear launch codes. You're gonna have two guys with two keys. Right before we yeah. uh, before we get to the next one, did anyone get fired in this scenario? I was just thinking that. <laughs> I don't think so. I think uh, everybody kept their jobs mainly. All right. Yeah. I, I like no, this I animation, by the way. You you got a good I, animation going on this Twitch stream. Hell it's yeah. definitely a case where they uh, are reprimanded and slapped on the wrist, but not a fire. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so. Let's get on to the oh shit next one. Hold on, one second. Uh, hold on. Is this part of it? Yes. <laughs> um, so the next one here is ransomware has obtained a domain admin on your network. And ten seconds on the clock or ten minutes on the clock. Go. <laughs> and shotgun shells are being distributed to each employee. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, isn't that kind of the point that the the some of the WannaCry and NotPetya and stuff like that did? Uh, they they went in, they looked for the Eternal Blue, they used that. Some I'm dude, there's no way that that many people got exploited, and nobody fucking ran Mimicats, dude. Like there there's got to be these these large corporations that got hit by these have to be dumped somewhere. So yeah. at that point, that it's happened, right? So. Uh, well, as the exploitation, of course, you know, ransomware, all the things, and then uh, let's let's unless take it's this, a hospital. Let's take this from a, an approach of a uh, of a massive corporation. Let's say that we just got notified. So, uh, what would we do? Yeah, I think there would be a contingency to uh, start getting the money together. How much money did they want? Incident incident response one hundred and one. That's like a seb one. That's that's what yeah. you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Small maybe. organizations have got no hope, but large organizations have entire teams of people that have worked on incident response for years. A, a reach out to the uh, the if they leave contact information, reach out to them and try to give them a sob story. Right. B if that doesn't work, negotiate. Hey, we'll give you ten cents on the dollar. 
uh, right. a C, contact your cyber insurance and uh, hope that you paid it last month. <laughs> yeah, uh, really. Give, if, you, if you're at the point where you don't have, have shut it down. If you don't have, um, if you don't have like backups and you don't have the ability to like forensically live image whatever's left, um, <laughs> you just basically have to turn it off and start over. I think at that point. Fair <laughs> like, enough. Right. Yeah, that, that that Windows domain is hosed. Um, yeah. if everyone take the day off tomorrow. We're gonna rebuild the whole fucking network. Oh, I made a good point. And, and, don't uh, negotiate with chat. terrorists either. Why would you negotiate with like a fucking ransom? <laughs> well, well, because it might be cheap. What if it's like well, thirty thousand dollars? Brian, crew, it's again. Do you know how ma- the ma- do you know how the mafia works? Um, if down enterprise uh, important file critical stuff and they don't know shit about IT stuff. You don't negotiate I mean, with uh, Yeah, but someone that has no knowledge will probably, uh, if you have important stuff and you're going to get fired tomorrow, if you don't bring your work, will you decrypt it? I mean, so d- ransomware is mm. on DA. And uh, let's just say that DA, you know, has now PSX the ransomware on every machine in its inventory. Like, mm-hmm. now what? That's what I'm saying. So it, it's the same as any other worm infection at this point. The fact that it's ransomware uh, makes no difference. Like it's a, it's a, it's a worm, it's a virus. It doesn't matter what it's doing. If it's deleting data or whatever, it, the response is exactly the same. Um, yeah. Forget those... the ransomware component of it entirely. That's that's the criminal motivation of a of, a, of an attacker. But in most but of these think... cases, it's it's going to be if they if if you're getting ransomware across a domain, you're not facing up against a, like a nation state attacker or anybody that actually seriously wants to compromise that domain at all. It's just blind random worm stuff. So Anyone they... they can get. So you're just going to treat it like that. It's like oh shit, this this worm that usually only affects like this particular version of internet information server, whatever has now spread onto the domain and it's now on every single fucking box. So we're going to hose it start again. If, if the worm, so if the vulnerability that was leveraged to, to in, like to begin with has an active patch out, I think this is an almost certainly don't just fire the guy who didn't patch it, fire his boss and his boss uh... and his boss. If you've worked I mean, in a large Windows environment, you'll know that uh, you can you can deploy critical patches to a hundred fucking servers, and they all report. Yep, one hundred percent installed, running fine. And then well, but, a year later, someone does a pen test and finds that that patch didn't actually apply. And <laughs> you have no visibility on it, which is why MS eight oh six seven still gets found in like massive networks all over the world. Windows what if hard. your like, just hear me out here. What if your chief security officer uh, has a music degree? <laughs> Wait, what? We're getting topical. What difference does that make? No, I'm just saying. Like, it's just one of the, like... He may be reporting a specific event. Yeah. I remember that DA has been compromised here. So, like, this isn't, like, a random box. One random box on the network got ransomware, and it's some guy's desktop that's unpatched, or one server that has some... This has, like, made it all the way in. So, it's right. a systemic problem within the within the organization that some, like, yeah. you know, that something more important than a guy's desktop wasn't patched. 
Well, again, I think going back to the fact, uh, like, like I said, if if there is no recovery path because DA is is pwned, right, and they've even got the uh, the those systems owned and they've encrypted those, and my my NFS share is pwned, is it you know my my snapshots, my VMs, everything, you know, all those host systems have been logged into and somehow pwned, uh, you know, then then yeah, I, I, at that point, the, yeah, it's I it's, it's hanging so up. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. Like these big, these big networks that we see, like hospitals and BART and you know, transport grids, stuff like that, that get hit with these ransomware, and they spread across thousands of legacy boxes that haven't been reimaged ever since they yeah. were first rolled out. And there is no remote access. There is no remote monitoring. They're just they're just boxes sitting at libraries. You know. Yeah. Uh, and. and- the data on each and one of those boxes is pretty valuable because those might be a sonogram machine, an MRI machine, so on and so forth. But I think this is a yeah. case where the, um, the idea well. being that it hasn't. It, there's there's a. Um, <laughs> we, we, I guess with I'm thinking of it from like surely you would have multiple layers of backups and like you know non erasable robot silos out at your data center that write everything to tape all the time and then it gets transported to some underground bunker somewhere. But most people <laughs> don't operate like that. And um, I think well, when, like, when you're thinking of like libraries and uh, charities and, and hospitals, um, yeah. it's, it's just... If, yeah, if it's you're like, a large organization <laughs> though, I would assume that you have some sort of slave DAs that are like, you know, slave domain controllers that are doing you know, hopefully if you did that and properly and enough that there is a recoverable time, like cronned backup yeah. somewhere. Even Possibly. just built into that's Windows your, and just like restore snapshot from like that, last your, update, like a month ago. That's your hopeful but, saving grace. Right? Yeah. That exists. If. Yeah. yeah. If. Well, stepping it back too is dependent on how long that domain admin account had been compromised where it got to. And if you're lucky, maybe you have like shadow copies that you could yeah, still kind I of mean, pull from. We're thinking here in this scenario, it has to be like a flat network. Like once you're actually on the inside and you've got admin on one machine, then forget about it. The whole network's gone. Well, this is assuming um, you've got the DA and assuming that everything think, can also get to DA. Right. Uh, everything Whoever on a Windows is. network can talk to a domain can talk to the DA by default. That's what a Windows network is. Right. If you go in that way, then you can go back out every other way. The CISO that allowed this to happen uh, is fired. Yes. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So job, job <laughs> lost in this, I would job at least put that up to seven. <laughs> <There's> definitely... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. You think seven at this point now? We had, we had two before. Yeah, this is probably like a chain of five people involved in this. Let's say. <laughs> and I would say, of course, the defense is all the mitigating factors we mentioned, right? Like having the backup, having respected domain, uh, you know, forced, uh, you know, separate forest, uh, having a proper net file share backups ready to tape. You know, well, again, okay, uh, if, if, we're, if we're a large corporation, uh, you know, uh, Google, Apple. <laughs> I would hope that they do. They'd probably do or that. A bank. But, yeah. Or yeah. Maybe maybe Microsoft them, themselves do this with forests and trust relationships and all that other aspie shit you just said. 
Yeah. Nobody <laughs> in the real world does that. <laughs> Nobody ever does. You get on a Windows domain and that's it. It's just flat file across flat entire flat. countries, well, entire continents. The, the last time I literally saw a tape silo in use was probably 20 years ago and it was a bank. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so taken, hopefully, hopefully the recovery. tabletop scenario like this this would not happen. Like if you were a domain administrator and you're working at the local council something something, and you've got a couple of hundred boxes to take care of, and they happen to be connected to displays at train stations, um, and then they get ransomware, and, and the media finds out because everybody goes to catch a train in the morning. They're like, what the fuck is that on the screen? Uh, that's <laughs> tech. That's happened multiple times, right? Yeah. But I don't, I don't think anybody should be fired for that at all because I understand exactly <laughs> what it looks like on the inside of those networks. And if anybody should be fired, it's Bill Gates. <laughs> take it all the way back. And on that note, Mario. <laughs> so, cool. we lost five jobs here, um, which is great. Uh, and <laughs> so next one is coming up now. So the next one actually is interesting. This is this is something that we talk about a bit. Uh, so I us know a bit, a little more about this than uh, <laughs> most people. Um, so yeah, this is a rogue access point has cloned your wireless network onto a new channel, and deauthentication frames are attracting victims to their network. Uh, Ten minutes uh, on the call and go. Uh, I don't understand. Is it, like, is can it you be offensive? Or attacking? You have a, you have an yeah. So you could be either either or. Uh, you have you're basically you're getting evil twinned on um some sort of yeah. corporate uh, wireless. The okay. presupposes that you presupposes that we can detect it in the first place. Okay, in the scenario, did did the rogue access deduce you to take you down and take your place? Yeah. That's something uh, that different. Yes. Yeah. So there's there there's it was deauthing everybody initially. Uh, okay, beyond. Mm. So I think right. with this, the, the detection is a thing, but it is also built into like bigger vendor products, which even in smaller offices are available that will like, so ubiquity stuff, I'm pretty sure has in, in the event log, like just logging into the control panel as a thing. It's like, hey, rogue access point detected. Like that is, yeah. if someone's looking, yeah, just, there's... just farm that off to Arctic log and into Splunk that, and whatever. Like that's at the access point. That's at the access point, though. We're not talking about the access point. We're talking about attacking the clients that are connecting to the access point. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, well, most of the time, it's a VLAN that doesn't even have, like, any power on the network. So you will, from the root, you will be able just to, to kick the shit out of him. Like, if he's connected and resurrecting, like, is it a corporate or own network with just a single node or router? A corporate VM. This is a corporate uh, network, sorry. Okay, yeah, wait, so detected, let's say that we've detected it because we're a corporate network, so we've got corporate shit, and it, it's a little thing popped up, said rogue access. How do you then go about finding a physical thing to, to fuck it off? You install, uh, like, Wi-Fi analyzer on your phone, and you set audio alert on, and then you walk around and you find the cunt that's doing it, and then you fucking eat him. In this scenario, <laughs> is, did that cunt just get fired, or is he an attacker? Is he, is he no, now the threat? He's talking about the, the actual attacker. I will right, probably so scan for, for, like, device accepting connection on channel, and 
try to i don't know if i can be offensive i'm gonna does the shit out of the route or the rogue access point well yeah. I mean, the thing here is right like like you said it's a tiny access point and if it's the offing you could find the source of it pretty easily yeah we're not supposed to give away any work details so i can't really give any uh yeah i've been involved in this scenario once where they actually just had to make a risk decision and say yep that's totally possible if somebody had a big enough radio and they were parked in a van over there they could do this to all of our customers or all of our users yeah um, doing it inside doing an inside uh like office though like if it was a device inside an office it's you can find it and to you know stop that pretty easily but yeah what yeah, is what about need to be could be a long yeah, way away say well, as so, example like, like some company use vpn and everything to deploy vlan that's not even like even if you try to de on it it's it just gonna get not notify and you probably have some script that's gonna be wait to be run to just ban the connection from it Okay, I mean, so let's the, say, as far as blue what teaming, are we doing with finding it and resolving it, right? As far as red teaming, of yeah. course, you're doing it. You're just, you know, sniffing and trying to gather all the scenario things. is red team. The scenario, like the tabletop scenario, as it was read out, is automatically assuming red yeah. team. Right. right. Yeah. So what are we gaining? So like we've got our access point, user connecting, data is trying to get to certain things. Besides straight up plain text credentials, what else are we uh, gathering metadata wise from from traffic? Like IP blocks, like internal IP space. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rejecting coin hives. You need the RP scan. You you need to see if there's any API or connection going through that is not a. What about um, making people Spotify only play uh, Rickrolls? <laughs> 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 Yeah, I mean, fucking up their Pokemon Go. Well, what kind of stuff do you think you could find outside of an SSL envelope as far as information goes? Quite a like, lot. Definitely You've heard of this thing called MDNS? Yeah, <laughs> MDNS. Yeah. I mean, if it's yes. just the standard wireless out there, yeah, I mean, there's no, pro you, there's no issues just running standard uh, network attacks at that point, right? Just to see what else the uh, uh, the systems might be reaching out for. I mean, we've also got yeah. scenarios where, say, there's two radios in said rogue access point, and it's reconnecting back to the initial access point manually, and then you're just man in the middling shit, and the, the yeah. user has no idea that they're even on a rogue. I mean, at yeah. that point, you still have LLMNR, you still have all the MDNS, you still have all, you still have all the standard network attacks at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You're available to sniff everything, WPAD attacks. Someone, someone, someone. You can, yeah, TV, modify traffic TV. in in transit as well. Let's let's yeah. talk about the person that engineered this network, though. Did they engineer <laughs> it? <laughs> because oh, yeah, we're gonna we got so, we got a county here. We got we got to figure out if we're gonna fire him or not, right? So did he set it right. up in a at the network? Is it is it there's a? Tec a there's technically no way to defend. There's technically no way to defend against this. Is my well, argument. There kind of is. Oh, what about what there? about ape? What about like exactly? and eight hundred two on X. Exactly. That, no, that's, hey, that's an seen? added layer. Of, that's an added layer of authentication. Well, I'm talking about it's itself. But, 
802.1x. I'm saying in the wild, application layer. I've seen it maybe three times on an engagement, maybe. So to go back to your point, let's talk about who set it up, right? I mean, if this is a outstanding just standard network and they're not using ETH and, and additional uh, keys, right? So if they're just literally using standard issue, well, I mean, I hate to kind of bring this up because, you know, uh, compliance is not security, but what's the policy say overall, right? If you're a large corporation, mm-hmm. you're going to have a policy. Does the policy say to the extreme, you know, uh, or does it say, you know, just the standard level of security, right? So what is the level of access policy that's put in place? I mean, even best practices isn't going to say go go all the way to the end, right? It's, it's best practices right. just say get it to the point where you're secure. I honestly don't think anyone should be fired over this. No. Um, this isn't, I think if you've set up the Wi-Fi network and you've got a good WPA2 key and you're doing all the right things that are general best practices, then from a network engineer perspective, they've done their job. I'm going to give you yeah. a, yeah. Uh, a alternative thing to think about. It says a rogue access point has cloned your wireless network on a new channel. Mm-hmm. Rogue access point, I mean, is it plugged in inside the building? That's not. Ah. Ah, that's what I was saying. Well, that, I don't have that well, information. Yeah. It's just Actually, in the ether. It's in the air. How can you tell? I'm just I mean, unless you physically look right at it. And, uh, yeah. Well, I thought I had something. Never mind. <laughs> no, Damn it. I wanted somebody to get fired is what the problem is. <laughs> 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 Somebody's going to get fired again. Damn it. <laughs> no, there'll be, there'll be a layer that there'll be a guy that says, like, once it gets past the wireless client talking to Ethernet, that's not my job anymore. That's like, that's the domain admin's problem right <laughs> like I, I did my i did my border networky stuff and somebody else is responsible for all the post all right wi-fi you were, stuff you were calling right, we got we got um there yeah so we'll do time for that um yeah we have like we have enough time for probably one more um so i'm going to do this one because it's, it's topical as to right now um and i'm just going to throw it in voices voice for real quick um so it's thanksgiving you're gonna go uh it's the holidays you're gonna go eat a bunch of food with your family <laughs> oh um, love it you get a black friday ddos threat accompanied god by damn it lizard it squad private information about your infrastructure so it's friday you don't know where anyone is people might be in some other country for all you know nobody has access what do you do when you're getting a, a DDoS um, a DDoS threat like this with the caveat that the people probably know something about your internal network? And Kevin's on the clock. How do you respond? I call, I call uh, Mark Rogers a client player and I say, how much money to make this problem go away? All right. I'm going to start Wait. by getting on some IRC servers and asking them to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know... I want to let's explore how does this person know the internal network? Are they well, a, a, a disgruntled employee? Like the case we saw that guy who just paid like like 150 bucks a month for like a year to DDoS a computer store that he used to work at. Well, in all seriousness, okay, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good point. 
That's a that really good point. Insider threat. Well, that is but, petty, but, but hold on. I, I, I can tell you. I can tell you how uh, they know, right? Like a lot of shit these days is pretty easy to find just through the headers of the freaking services, right? Web servers displaying internal IPs of ten ten. Uh, one nine two shit like that. Yeah, but a good server will have like IP table blocking the uh, private IPs. You will hide the uh, like banners, and you can respawn random HTTP status code or anything to like target that scan you. Let's be realistic. They also- probably got the private information about the infrastructure from Stack Overflow. Please <laughs> asking about help for a Cisco configuration. But also, it would, it would be a good idea to check other things because a lot of times people use yeah. DDoS attacks as like disinformation so, to get you to look at something else. True. That's true. So yeah, also, also get you to log to certain bugs because. He execute a man in the middle attack. We should uh, clear up our DDoS uh, servers to make sure that they're running smoothly and uh, DDoS their DDoS infrastructure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Find so, out the country that they come from and just null out the entire fucking city. Exactly. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so long, Korea. So long, Pack his microwave and make a satellite drop in his onto his house like Ilsec. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think the like the type of the type of DDoS that is happening is important as well. If it's a if it's like a Solaris attack, or if they're just doing like mass amounts of HTTP requests, or maybe you know it's a sin flood. It's a you know, there's many different types of DDoS, and that will also yeah, true. generally tell you the skill level of the attacker. Like, yeah, and sometimes it's fun. like target DDoSing yeah, that is more. The DDoSing at all that tells you a lot about the skill level of the attacker. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you don't even need a distribute attack. Like, think about Black Nurse in uh, was it 2016? Uh, I don't remember. It was ICMP, like exploit that could take down a lot of Cisco UI router and stuff like this. That's pretty funny. Sometimes targeted exploit are much more stronger. You can take down literally the router serving everything for for the network. Yeah, like if you yeah sending certain certain forged packets to cause just a single DOS of like one. Like, you know, I, taking down a... I don't know. I, I don't associate I like with people that. That, that that get DDoS in my experience. Like, don't work for somebody that's likely to get DDoS. Yeah. Because <laughs> if they're in the <laughs> industry where DDoS is an actual threat, like like gambling sites or porn sites or something, I'm running a like, job. Like, don't work there. <laughs> so, what about um, like so? Like recent types of DDoS, I guess we saw was like the the Redis, uh, or was it Redis or Memcache or probably both had a, like an amplification attack, and then there was like an NTP amplification attack that was big for a while. You know, there's like plenty Memcache. of these things. Have been... This is yeah. yeah, they're all pretty great. DNS. They're all pretty easy. There's LDAP as well. That's mostly due to misconfiguration to, of server people not reading doc and like giving stupid ass permission. Anyway, I think we're gonna track down who uh, 
which person uh, leaked the uh, the information though? Because somebody posted it. And, yeah. Uh, there, I mean, there's no, at no. least one person getting fired. Maybe <laughs> two. What about? Let's do it. What about? That's just because she wants people to get fired. <laughs> okay. So, what about C twos? Like, so say we de- we determine that it's a it's a bot, and we have one of the hosts that's ddosing us, and we determine it's vulnerable. We maybe somebody else got a shell on that vulnerable host, got a copy of the bot, finds the C two and the creds. Like, what happens now? How do, do we just turn the DOS off because it's Black Friday and everybody's busy and never, no one's going to investigate because it's holiday season? Hack back. Yeah. And you can try to set up forwards rule in your IP table. You shall have like some, some detection that's going to set a forwards rule and redirect the traffic to another node in first place and try to reduce that maybe by setting something in front of your box changing a DNS setting if it's not down, depending if it's L7 or L4. There's a couple things. It, it depends on the attack. Well, it depends on the bot. Put dot .melt in the topic of the IRC C2. <laughs> Watch it lol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what would you do if you were the attacker? <laughs> what is I wouldn't be a DNS better on Twitter. Shit Fucking post on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I took down Visa. Uh, I go back to playing Minecraft. Taunt I'm running relentlessly to Xbox. taunt you. <laughs> I'm going to get you. Ah, your your shit's Stop. getting owned. Tango down. <laughs> I'm going to fight the power. I'll be fighting the power. Take down the big overlords with my packets. Yeah, if... Uh, uh, make sure... If we were bad guys, you gotta go after would... Krebs too. Yeah, we would. Oh, you gotta include Krebs in your. Uh... That's if you're gonna be a DDoS boy at all, you gotta make sure you go after Krebs yeah. specifically. Yeah, the so man who specifically can. track you down and fucking arrest you, go after that guy. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure to tag all like Joseph Cox, like all all the voice reporters, register everybody. Yep. I would definitely Tag use everybody. it if my checker binaries also. Oh, yeah. You're going to sign your code with your handle, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. With your Twitter. Directly. In fact, actually, when I open the socket to send the DDoS packets, it's actually going to be my handle repeated. <laughs> You're going to send your name the toss. Payload. The toss is going to be the payload of your name. Yeah. Repeatedly, Fantastic. and with my address, my phone number, my current IP, like location, <laughs> <Yeah, everything. laughs> fucking I am Get at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, everything. SIM card number, it's credit card number, social security number. I just need to keep putting data in there. It'll crash eventually. Just shoot them down the pipe. Fuck them. Okay. Instead of copying really Wikipedia funny. eventually too. <laughs> <laughs> this will get me famous and jail time. <laughs> oh man. We haven't had a good DDoS in a while, actually. We should attract some more DDoS to this podcast. No, we Shout haven't ever. Come on, bring it on. Put Shout out to ISA for uh, DDoSing Osnet to try and get more users on his IRC network. Oof. Ooh. <laughs> Back in, uh, that was a long time ago. Apophis uh, DDoSed us for a little bit, didn't they? Yes, they did. 
That was pretty funny. They, they tried. I mean, yeah. Some, they hit the one page that I gave them, the page that links to the the uh, the YouTube account that's uh, or the YouTube page that's uh, how to view anyone's IP and connection speed from like 2008 by like a 10 year old kid. Right. I'm talking about trace route. Tracer the, T. Tracer T. Yes. Um, you, who yeah, who, who did us this after um, Apophis? Somebody else hit us briefly, and it was like very insignificant. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I feel like basically, we're not saying, probably shouldn't name names because they're probably under investigation right now. Yeah, yeah I don't really want to do that. <laughs> I really wanted to take anyway. it out. Uh, I mean, that, really, really, yeah, you like, know what? I guess try harder, but it's annoying. Uh, yeah. Usually, <laughs> if, uh, it you know taking out other stuff besides us which is annoying to other people so we're gonna pick a fight um you know do it do it yeah. in, um do it in a sandbox you know is that yeah, yeah, do something that? cool do something cool yeah this is boring or do something better exactly. like learn no log no crime so, uh, okay i was gonna say is that where i'm messing up should, should i be like actually like ddosing the stream so way people go to mine is that why i can't get more viewers stream the discord and be like hey look guys mine's still low you should oh, definitely man, just try porn. I'll definitely you should, get you more followers. You should That's definitely try and DDoS Twitch because Twitch doesn't have fuck tons of bandwidth to deal with. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, it's just this one specific page. I can do that, right? Right. Yeah. Every page is the server. Um, but with that, uh, thank you guys and everybody for watching. This has been an awesome show. We've done a lot of uh, of cool scenarios, and everybody yeah. in here is. You know, we've been able to share some actionable stuff. Is this stuff actually happens? All this stuff is stuff that has happened to people. As much as it sucks and it's annoying, um, these are things that people have to deal with on a daily basis. Um, and so, yeah, it's always good to sort of map out this kind of thing and really think about worst case scenario because you never know what's going to happen, and it sucks. Yeah. But yeah, but um, anything else to say before we go? Uh, that a red team tabletop can save you loads of time and money. So absolutely agree with you there. Yeah, it's a it's a fun thought experiment, but a lot of the things that we said don't don't go and do that. And and if you do, shut up. And get... <laughs> yes, shut the fuck up and get a lawyer. Tabletop yeah. exercises is actually a really pretty common thing to do in anything in operations. Um, recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that we'll For definitely when we do it will be more. Uh, more organized because we're just testing everything as in test mode right now. Uh, but oh. likes our show and wants to come and hang out with us, definitely go to our Discord. We posted it in there. It's leet.club. All are welcome. Um, you guys can come in and talk, chat with us, make suggestions, participate if you uh, have something to say. Um, but until next time, hey you, back uh, next Tuesday. What's up? Hey you, I got a question. Uh, what do we? Uh, if we got any teasers for next week? Uh, I do not. I'm still in the process of planning it out because we actually had to move somebody. Um, uh, so we okay. In the process of doing this, wait. Next week, the week after, we have YT Cracker and who was else? Who else was it? In any usual call. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, less than two weeks, we talk about uh, hacker culture and hacker music, which would be pretty interesting to hear about too, because they both do things and know stuff. Very and cool. They don't just, they're really about that life, you know what I'm saying? About that so, life. Yeah.
All right. Um, awesome. <laughs> but yeah, thanks, man. Thanks everybody for uh, for coming out though. We will see you and bye. Bye bye. Later. 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 Later.